0: Barney and Friends, Barney Simon, Jackaranda FM. Now, can I I can for you I can still remember when he rat his brother Lou and myself went to watch cricket at St. George's. We stayed over for the night at King Edward, and had supper at the stage door. From there, we went to King's Beach, (laughs) took his clothes off, Ah. and told us he was leaving for New Zealand. (laughs) Other time, uh, he walked from uh, the Savoy Hotel uh, to uh, the farm. Not well-dressed. Yeah, Swar. Do you remember Um, that? Who is that?
1: Yeah, look, I don't know who that is, but it could be quite a few people. (laughs) But uh, those mad days, you know. I would have swum to New Zealand, obviously, because I was going off Pollock Beach there.
0: So whoever you are, anonymous, uh,
1: yeah, Yeah. we're... uh, jij remember ze oké
0: okay, je gaat nou een liky fans doen uh, je hebt jou backflake je weet niet wat dat ding een backflake ja het is uh,
1: ja houwen ja backflake en uh, kijk ik heb het gewoonlijk naar jullie liky geschreven die mijn neef Dan Roberts mm-hmm. zijn naam is The Crying Shame oké die gaan
0: hij
2: There's always some asshole with a bump and a castle complaining about the price of diesel. Yes, he's like Sony's drovers and he says, "Yeah, boot of course." And the news says it's a crying. It's just a crying. It's such a crying shame. Some new politico with his brand new NGO caught up to his armpits in the till Smiles as he climbs into his yank and he bends with an armful of gun-toting friends. And the news says it's a crying, it's just a crying, it's such a crying shame. Maak me achs, maak me achs, maak me naar, maak me naar. van Mag me jags, mag me jags, mag mij naar, mag mij naar, Heel Zeeland die van zoen me kan. tax and a big cigar a talk show, you going to go far you'll definitely make the news in an instant you become a star the gravy train will take you far and the news says it's a crying it's such a crying it's just a crying shame i <laughs> well, say Ja, Lekker jachs vanavond <laughs> Ja, maak my jas. <laughs> Dit land komt van Rian
1: Maland Maak my naar, oh, maak my jachs, maak my jachs. <laughs> Die land die van soon mekaar <laughs>
0: Brilliant uh, Ian Roberts, is so saam met my uh, Die mense, oh hulle sms hulle hou van jou Hulle <laughs> wil ook weet wat nog uh, met Gavin van der Berg Het jy nog contact met Gavin van der Berg? Ja, zo?
2: ek
1: het bykie contact met hom Ek er het mm-hmm. gesien om nou by die premier van die movie Wat hy gemaakt het as een jong man En uh, Ja, Gavin en ek was dier baie saam, baie speciale mens vir my, en uh, ja, ek, ek, sien uit om om te sien, een van die dag. Hmm.
0: Nou, vertel my, toe jy nou uh, army, gestudeer, bla bla bla, hmm. hoe het jy nou die eerste keer, in a, in a, was het een TV show, of een movie, hoe het jy nou, uh, da, hoe jy iemand jou nou gecontact, moet jy gaan auditsie
1: doen het, of hoe Ja, het? Het een hengse story, word, hmm. ek het een toneelstuk gespeel in Cape Town, Troop Theater Company, uh, Chinchilla, or uh, Diagilev, Sergei Diaghilev, what the ballet roes for the first time in Europa to geneemet, and uh, say story met Nijinsky and so on. And uh, the director was Richard E. Grant and he cast all special actors and they pulled out one by one. So eventually it was just me left in the cast. <laughs> so he said, I've got to speak. He was always very melodramatic, you know. We've got, we've got to have a meeting. we so got to. Uh, what's that place uh, uh, in Cape Town, that main where the space theatre was, uh, Long Street? And he said the cast has pulled out. You're the only member of the cast left.
2: So I looked at this man. I thought, No, no, hang
1: on. I said, Richard, just cast it on the street. I'm I'm still in the play. And he cast and Gavin Berg came in and played Nijinsky, but played him. Because Gavin always had the most amazing body, strong and, and very well-defined, you know. And he came and played this character who was the greatest, they say, the greatest ballet dancer of all time. So well that this whole play fell together. Now, I played a Frenchman called Gabriel Astruc, who was the financier of Diageleven. Uh, well, I go to the dressing room afterwards, after one show, and this funny man in brown shoes, tan shoes, and a tan suit and tan everything with a beard. Came in and he stood next to me and he said, I really enjoyed your play. You You transported me to Venice. And I thought, sure, that's amazing. And then he said, I'm doing a TV series and there's a German in it. And I liked your German that you played. But meanwhile, I was trying to do French, but I didn't say anything (laughs) about it. So he offered me a role. And then, I don't know, I just made a decision. And I went home and I thought, okay, that's it. I was working for K-Pab as a mainstream actor there and the space uh, troop theater company. And I phoned the boss of k and I said I wanted to resign because I was due to do a big play called Irène Marker there. And he said, if you've thought about it carefully and that's what you want to do, then we can still accommodate you and all that. And I went to that guy and I said, I'll do any job on your movie. He said, what can you do? This was Mani van Reinsberg. I said, I can do anything. I come from a farm. I can take engines out of cars. I can, you know, I just thought these are all things you must do on the crew of a movie. I said, I can do carpentry. I can paint things. And he said, okay, give me three days. So I waited. There were no cell phones. You had to wait at the phone. I waited from eight to five for three days. And eventually the phone rang. And he said, you can be the assistant to the production manager, who was Richard Green. And the two of us were in that movie with a guy called Morsi from Hansby. And then, okay, I was going to play this little... A role of a German and then one morning Marnie van Rensburg came to me and he said uh, Leister, uh, who's your Afrikaans? He said, uh, why? He said, no, Henri Rousseau, one of our main actors has got sick and he can't come to play so uh, would you like to try and play his part? And I said, yeah, I'll do, you know, obviously you, when you're a young actor you'll do anything. I mean, I always said I'll play any language as long as the role's right. And uh, I ended up playing, I had to wait for three days for the rushes to come back. And he, would, after seeing the rushes, he would tell me whether I could take the job or not. And he said, I can take the job. And that's how I got into film acting. So that script that they gave you,
0: when yeah. you read through that, I mean, how do you, as a young actor, I mean, obviously while you're studying, and they, they teach you how to do that. Yeah. But if they give me a script like this, yeah. you know, and I go through it and and I, have to, I, can't, I can't remember my lines. It's just one thing that I cannot do. How did you yeah. manage to do that? Did they teach you how to do it at
1: varsity? No, it's a technique you develop. Each person, I think, develops their own way. There's no like, there's no class on how to remember lines. You don't get pulled in and then told, you know, like X, Y, Z. Mm. You develop your own technique. I've, I've got my technique of remembering lines. If I'm, if I'm learning a conversation with you, in other words, if you and I are playing a scene together, mm. I won't hardly learn it. I'll read it. And I'll sleep on it and in the morning I'll do it with you. And then when the camera comes, that's it. So you don't actually learn them because in your dialogue I'm picking up mine mm. and vice versa. So but when you get to exposition, like that thing you held up now, that's not that's not dialogue. It's yeah. exposition. That's very difficult. You have to learn that by using tags, what I do. I tag a thing. So if if I if the line is I'm talking to Barney Simon, he's got He's got uh, tan shoes and curly no, I hair. No, okay. no, I don't. No,
2: But if that's the line, then
1: I will tag that to okay. something. And then, so uh, when you've got to come through with it, then you, mm, you can remember it. That's amazing. And, and also, that, that you have to live into that character.
0: So, mm. that German character, mm. you, do you, when you leave, um, and you go home, mm. do you still do you become Ian Roberts again? Or do you, I've, I've always wanted to ask this question. Mm. Um, you know, did you look at. Um, uh, egolian all these uh, characters in the street people still think that's the person that yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah. so uh, how do you uh switch off and you just become yourself again uh,
1: is it, is it, is it difficult or not it's difficult if you're doing i think actors struggle in relationships for instance because they go through different persona persona on the on their stage like you know and then they get home and they've got a a wife and kids and and now suddenly that's, you must just be yourself, mm. but you've spent, a, you know, I, I was once called vain by somebody and I said to them without thinking, well, maybe if you had to make your living out of your face, you'd also appear vain. You know what I mean? And that's mm. what we've got to do. You're, you're, your ass is on the line, you know, you've got to go there, you've got to pull it off. In a movie, there's not time. Mm. So if you come there and you can't pull a scene, you've got a problem. Because it's
0: also, you must remember your lines, and then you still your facial expressions, You've got uh, your body language, and uh, for the benefit of people, uh, how long does it take to make a movie? I mean, in one day, how many takes have you done? It takes hours and hours, and you think, oh, you, you just go there, you punch somebody, and you go home, and the movie comes out. It doesn't work like that, right?
1: Ironically, the more, uh, for instance, that a director knows what he wants, the less work you got. It's clear. When a director doesn't know what he wants, it's hard work. And, and I've always found my most horrible moment, if I arrive on a long shoot, say the shoot's going three months, and I realize, hey, but there's a discrepancy here. This director, it's not clear what he wants really, and uh, it's going to be a grind, and it often is. But when you come there and someone is pretty clear about what they want, and you know what I find weird? The best directors speak the least. May that be a lesson to directors. Yeah, they speak the least. Who's the best director you've ever worked with? Uh, I've worked with some really inspiring people, you know, in their, all in their own way. Um, I, I liked um, working for, with for different reasons with different directors. But I found one who was uh, most a step ahead of the shoe meaning that you could confront and have an argument on set and it wouldn't set anything off. There wouldn't be any bad vibes. We're talking about a product here. And it was uh, Marnie von Rendsburg. Oh, yes. He was a really – I remember once I did a big series with him called Heroes. And I played this uh, osava Branfach guy who, who also was a bit torn, you know. And I, I normally know what to do with a scene, you know. And you go day by day by day by day in art out like this. And, and you you're running a tight line, but – I normally know what to do and my night that before i can feel it this morning i arrived at an old airfield outside darling where there was this big scene set up and i just didn't know what to do and this man walks up to me and says uh ah, i said yeah more money. he said uh, do you know what to do today in the scene i said i have not the faintest idea he said you're very lucky because i do and that is the, the limit. And he said, I see you with a cigarette that you've rolled yourself walking up this fence. I'm going to hold you like this in the camera. And when you make your decision, you go and take Vitrot on there. It's, but it's that's how it's going to happen. And I said, thank you. Shh, 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 shh. Thank you. You know. So it's, it's touch and go, man.
0: It's also a team effort. I mean, uh, all the, the the people behind the cameras, behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, did you have your own little VIP section or did you hang yeah. out with everybody? You don't do the Hollywood
1: thing, do no, you? No, I, I run away mostly, uh, <laughs> especially if the set is noisy. Mm. I leave. But, you know, like take Dirk de Villiers now. There was an, a, a character full. Uh, the man who directed Arenda, which is which was a monumental piece of work. He was completely noisy you know it was a big business going on here and that also worked it worked for the movie you know Mm -hmm. sometimes different things work for different projects and that you you just got to be light on your feet as much as you can i mean most of us get to days when we're not light on our feet when we're actually quite ducked back you know and then you must Change mm. immediately, yeah, because it's not the character, maybe. Or yeah. well, don't take your uh,
0: problems at home to work, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Leister, uh, on set now, two uh, cases? So, uh, mm. Lloyd Price, Stagger Lee, or will you mm. Nick Cave die bad seeds where when this infanty lickies? That's your bio kunst now, where I licky yeah. up en so on, Stagger Bob Dylan at work, yeah? yeah. So, what's in wil you, uh, will you, uh, Lloyd Price of uh, Nick Cave and the bad seeds?
1: Lloyd Price What's the oudste one
0: Lloyd Lloyd Price Ian Roberts in studio with me uh, Another hour We're still going to talk about uh, all these movies About uh, the future of South Africa As far as uh, the music industry is concerned Hmm. And maybe you're a young actor And you want to make it big How do you go about that?
2: The night was clear And the moon was yellow and the leaves came tumbling down I was standing on the corner When I heard my bulldog bark He was barking at the
1: two Bonnie and Friends
2: Bonnie Simon